Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Family frequencies are open. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today to preview the fourth season of Star Trek Discovery. Matt, it feels like yesterday that we had begun the series all the way remember back on cbs all access am i even allowed to say that uh but the fourth season here coming to paramount plus the streaming will begin on thursday november 18th and we will be bringing you each and every one of those episodes same as we have all three previous seasons and Pete, I guess let's start with this as a prelude of sorts, okay? Hopefully, many of our uh, Star Trek-oriented listeners have been listening to us either on the Lower Decks podcast that we did over the summer into the fall, uh, heck, into last month. Sorry, time is a construct. Sometimes we time travel backward, forward, etc. But Pete, if it's been a while where some of these listeners have not uh, heard us discussing Star Trek, let's start with this. Let's start with the neutral zone rule because that might be new since the last time we talked some disco so pete what is our neutral zone rule so we have limited ourselves uh i believe we're each allowed one incursion into the neutral zone uh aka where the 'er ne'er-do-wells hate on uh star trek uh yes for example pete I will use mine right now by saying, Pete, they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't reach season four because it was canceled partway through season one. I mean, for season two. I mean, after season, I mean, and so forth. So, uh, Pete, I think that it's led to, uh, the, the use of the neutral zone rule that is to say has led to some more humor and also, I don't know, just focusing things just right. And listen, it's not as if Star Trek Discovery has been a flawless production in terms of, you know, everything coming together. They've had some issues of uh, showrunner uh, concerns. They've had, uh, in this most recent season, they had a a COVID shutdown. A a lot of productions did. Uh, But here we are. Uh, 2021, the show began in 2017 and still going strong. And I really feel headed into this season, their first, I'm going to say full season in the 32nd century here, um, that things are as open as ever, that while they have carryover from previous seasons that there's this sense of a, of a blank slate um, and really interested to see where exactly they can take it. You know, the advertisement is out ahead of this phenomenon that is uh, going to affect the, the gravity that they're going to uh, run into and the unpredictable nature of this threat um it brings me back to new york comic-con and the star trek discovery panel that they had there they did not have one unified uh star trek universe panel as they have in years past but one of the fans who went to the microphone 
rather than ask a question, he just wanted to thank them for, you know, making space the threat rather than, you know, a con or, you know, a, a particular character. And they did a little bit of that in season three with the Emerald Chain and with Osira. And given the developments there, I certainly hope they don't just cast that idea aside, but continue to develop, you know, what the quadrants look like here in this 32nd century. Um, but again, I, I think they're relatively open. And then again, you sprinkle in, well, here's the species that we had from the past. You know, we still haven't heard from the Klingons in this 32nd century. Are they around? What are they up to? Uh, is it possible that whatever uh, threat, uh, scientifically speaking, uh, environmentally speaking, this this gravity thing is, could be the result of one of the species that we haven't seen? I've seen people even speculate, Matt, it's, it's V'ger. They've gone back and, and uh, brought uh, the, the threat from... The, the motion picture all the way back. It, it's going to be the origins of V'ger. I, I don't know. I mean, done well, I'd be there for it. Uh, I don't disagree. I think that the show, part of what Discovery has needed to figure out ahead of all these other Kurtzman era shows is what's the right formula for nostalgia versus new. Um, and frankly, I think that we've seen different versions of that recipe. So, so I guess that is to say it's not a set recipe um, in terms of Picard being, you know, uh, the, the new continuations of an old character, but not, you know, certainly not Star Trek, the next generation, the next generation, um, strange new worlds. I think we all know what we're getting with that, which is going to be, Ooh, that was a good 52 minute episodes. And you know what? We're never going back to planet cat again, boy. Oh, I'm all, I'm always gonna love the Planet Cat episode because boy, those are some crazy cats or whatever, right? Um, so Please, I, uh, writing room. We know we have the ear of the writing room. We've we've had back channel with them in the past. Please make a Planet Cat. <laughs> I mean, we know go. we have Cations, but please let their planet instead of Cacia be called like Planet Cat. Please. Uh, uh, Pete, excuse me, Worlds of the Federation, uh, the, that that late 80s, early 90s book uh, noted. And I, Pete, this is off off the dome here. I don't need to look it up. OK, it noted that the Cation homeworld was Farasa, um, okay. F-E-R-A-S-A. A.K.A. So, Planet Cat. Planet Cat. Um, <laughs> b but I digress. I think that if you look at season three for some sort of bit of guidance, because clearly Clearly, the mandate for season two was more nostalgia than last time. Um, or maybe not the mandate, the, 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 the product. We won't say where it was coming from. We won't say it was a mandate from up above or analytics or, you know, producers. Season two, lots and lots of nostalgia. Um, season one, I would say less nostalgic, more kind of historic, right? Because we're looking at filling in, filling in this blank spot and mm -hmm. we can have... We, we can have the nostalgic Klingon baddies return. Uh, I say, you know, return for we, the audience, that is to say, uh, but in, in a brand new way, in a big old war and new technology, new ship, new crew, blah, blah, blah. Um, for season three, I think there really was that, that intention to say, let's, let's 
A, go into new territory, but if Discovery is going to heal the big things with the Star Trek philosophy um, and really reiterate the Star Trek perspective as maybe a way of life that we can still aspire to, um, then what's the opposite of the Star Trek way of life? Well, it's this non-functioning federation. It's a connection of planets that are now disconnected and they are in opposition to the worst of humanity uh, in terms of the slavery of the Emerald Chain and the worst parts of, uh, of, of capitalist society and so forth. So to circle back to your point, Pete, while I think there were big elements of last season that weren't necessarily the dangers of space, uh, in part because I still don't love the whole um, the burn and the, the the story function behind it. But if if that's going to be the entrance to Discovery saves the day, Discovery lights the flame of the Federation way, the Starfleet way, the Star Trek way, all of those boxes got checked. Uh, but I think you had my point is this, Pete: you had a conflict that was about a larger philosophical thing, not just me have guns, you have guns. I want this place on map. Now we fight. It was about a larger thing. Yeah. And uh, bringing together back these disparate parts of the Federation. I don't think anybody doubted the Federation as an ideal on this 54, 55 year old production television franchise would go away. Okay. That would really be something to lament that would be something that maybe people could uh get upset about instead of i don't know uh, a black female captain or a gay couple or uh non-binary characters other things that indicate progress towards the ideals that gene rodbury espoused in the early 1960s um but I, I think, you know, that they got their foothold in that far flung time. You know, I, I was fairly vocal with Discovery that I wasn't uh, happy where they had set the series initially. Um, and really glad that now it's become the thing that is set the furthest ahead in the timeline so it can be its own. Um, and through story and character, they have insulated themselves from the issues that people were talking about. Oh, we never heard that Spock had a sister, yada, yada, yada. Well, now we know they had to cover it up, um, because of the severity of, uh, the indications of this ship and what had happened with section 31 and control and everything like that. Um, I'm not going to say that season three was my favorite season. I still think season two was their best work. I think there were very, very good things in season three. But as we look again to season four here, uh, it's funny. And, you know, we've on the Fantastic Geek Star Trek podcast and Matt was really the, the first one to talk about it um, espouse the idea that Star Trek is at its best when its back is against the wall um, and with Discovery 
how each season has kind of soft rebooted the show. Uh, the second season with the Red Angel mystery and the inclusion of Pike's Enterprise. The third season in Going to the Future. And now this fourth season, new uniforms, the ship's been refit with the technology of the era. We've got a new captain in place. We still don't fully understand what Saru's role is, though he will be a uh, regular member, thank goodness, Doug Jones of the cast. Um, and, you know, learning more about uh, some of the characters who came aboard last season, of course, with Adira and Cleveland Book Booker, okay, and promised more of Gray. So, uh, yeah, uh, just let's, let's push play. Let's have... Thursday, November 18th, get here already, need me some Star Trek Discovery. Well, and you're, you're starting with some of the things that we do know about. So to, to reiterate, you know, no shocks. Zanique Martin-Green is back. Doug Jones is back. Anthony Rapp is back. Mary Wiseman, Wilson Cruz retaining the, uh, or widely expected to, to have retained the, uh, the, the series regular title there. Uh, David Ajala back as book. And you mentioned Blue Del, Del Barrio as well, as well as the recurring nature. Uh, as it's understood at this time, Ian Alexander will recur as Gray Tall. Um, also in a not, uh, you know, not regular status, whether it's guest star or recurring, whatever it might be. Um, but returning uh, guest stars, uh, David Cronenberg as Kovic, Oded Fear as Vance, Tignataro as Reno, which you and I are both super happy that mm -hmm. uh that she was able to she was able to figure out her own health concerns as a as a cancer survivor uh and someone with uh, reduced immunity was able to figure out that plus the working environment and the travel environment and so forth um tara rosling as tarina and kenneth mitchell in an undisclosed role then adding to all of that pete uh, news that Kenneth more... Mitchell isn't playing the character he was playing before. I thought he was back again as the uh, Emerald Chain, uh, you know, genius Aurelio. Here is that is the name that may have been the plan at the end of season three. Um, he did announce at a uh, at an August uh, Star Trek convention um, that he will be playing a different character in part because. His ALS has progressed to a point where he can no longer speak. Um, okay. So I think there is the ex. Could it be Aurelio who can't speak? It certainly could be. I, I think that um, uh, Pete, not that I'm trying to do anything other than be deferential to Kenneth Mitchell as an actor and somebody with this terrible degenerative disease. So I'm not trying to say, you know, but lemons into lemonade because there's really not an upside to. Right this this terrible disease's advancement within him but i think that from a performer and story point of view they said if he can't speak well we've already given him other characters let's let, let's let's use this opportunity and again opportunity is not the right word but hopefully oh hopefully i've made it clear how how terrible it is that the situation that kenneth mitchell is in but i think they've taken this as an as, as a circumstance to give him yet another character and that's great. You know, somebody whose legacy on Star Trek Discovery is going to be playing, you know, starting with the 
Klingon characters he played early on and progressing into Aurelio uh, in that third season. Um, but as the show has has built itself out and, you know, really earning the handover of the captaincy to Sonequa Martin-Green's character here at the end of this third season, um, you know, just want to see the the crew continue to get their moments to continue to explore these strange new worlds in a strange new future. Um, and again, like I said, you, you sprinkle in the, the familiar, um, you know, if, if anything, they figured that out in the third season rather than like you said, to be a little overly nostalgic, not that we mind that, but you know, that you would get, the original rather than just and here's the Ferengi and here's this and here's that and and we know that some of that's coming and and that even hurts some of our neutral zone foes yeah and, uh, certainly something and we Matt. Had... what's that and Matt <laughs> uh okay I don't like the design of the new Ferengi but 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 that's okay um in terms of things we don't know about the season, um, to my knowledge, Pete, and I'm here on the Wikipedia page, to my knowledge, there still is not, there, there, there has yet to be an announced uh, number of episodes. I think we're assuming 13, but, you know, uh, Pete, there's a variety of factors that raise question marks, including, yes, really they did. It has to be 13 and not more than that. Um, otherwise, it pushes Picard out of, the uh, confirmed February 2022 spot. I, I would agree generally. It could be 14 and Picard gets the last mm -hmm. Thursday. It could be, and Pete, this is probably, you know, swinging for the moon here. Um, it could be 15 and the season finale of Discovery and the season premiere of Picard drop on the same day. I mean, that that is pretty ridiculous. No streamer backs, uh, you know, backs... I'll say the same product. Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking that Discovery and Picard are identical, but clearly they're going after, by and large, the same audience. Nobody does that. Nobody says, oh, we're going to do Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale and start Loki on the same day. You know, it's the same. We're, we're all swimming in the same pool here. Um, Pete, could it theoretically be less? I mean, yes, they filmed from November 20th to August 21st. They also dealt with at least one, if not multiple, um, shutdowns due to covid yes they were in different production pods and so forth but there was a there was at least one two to three week period where the core pod uh, you know where they were not filming period um so again i'm not hoping for less than 13 but if you if word comes out where they said you know what because of covid what we did is we got got rid of a couple little subplots here we collapsed 13 episodes into 12 episodes uh, Pete, I would be, I would not be a happy camper, but I would understand. Yeah. And I think we all do, you know, we went through such a, you know, void of not having program, obviously because of everything going on in the world. And, uh, you know, I, I really feel like in the last three, four months, there's, there's been a lot. I mean, I know I'm behind on, watching tv right now just the number of things that are on um which is great it seems like you know there's only 
ever a lot on or very little. Um, but, you know, circled on our schedule and uh, been excited since we learned they were back for their fourth season, Star Trek Discovery. And Matt, a couple days ago, you know, and I've not seen any coverage of this anywhere, but a couple days ago, uh, one of the uh, members of the writing room of Star Trek Discovery uh, on Instagram posted a photo that said hiatus over back to work. So unconfirmed, at least as far as an official announcement, uh, Star Trek Discovery is in a writer's room for season five. Which uh, I'd have to go back and I guess I quickly could. Um, I mean, would would be roughly in line for what? A springtime start of production? I know season three filmed from July 2019 to February 2020. So we can forget about the the, the year portion of that only to say, it, you know, it, it, it finished uh, pre-COVID. So July to February, okay, and then that came out... Um, that came out the following October. So, and I think the writing room, see, it's so difficult, Pete, because then the writing room for season four was definitely a during COVID thing. So yeah. how about this? Pete, it sounds like, because am I correct in saying basically every calendar year there's been, maybe with the exception of one, every calendar year has had some some season of Discovery out. Is that correct? 17, 18, for the first yeah 19 uh, for season two 20 to 21 for season three yeah and then 21 into 22 for season four so it seems like they're well, on no, track season season two was um was 2018 wasn't it uh 2019 at least based on yeah. what i'm seeing here yeah so again every every calendar year has had some part of a season so if you're telling me the show will return next fall you know what fall of 22 (laughs) fall of 22 or 20 something like that pete the state of star trek is good that's that's what all the maths uh are indicating i I will mention too back to the category of of great unknowns here's what we know in addition to not knowing the episode count uh pete it was tweeted out over the summer that episode two is directed by olatundi ansansami and written by Ann Cofell Saunders and uh, Glenise Mullins. Well, that's it. There's no titles out there for the first yeah. two episodes. Uh, Wikipedia is being somewhat strict, although I think Pete, in the way Wikipedia also values you know footnotes and evidence, there's not even, strictly speaking, there's not even a release date for episode two. All we have is episode one. Now, of course, it's going to be Thursday releases. Uh, I think if you're... They're not going to do it on Thanksgiving, Matt? <laughs> Look, I mean, they almost certainly will. That's my thinking. And if nothing else, it'll be an interesting data point um, to see, like, what does the audience do during during Thanksgiving? But I guess, what, there was they did Thursday releases for season three, and that would have been during a Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, during Thanksgiving as well. So um, it'll get watched when it gets watched, whether that's, you know... Whatever that might be, but Pete, we don't even have a, 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 a episode title for the season four premiere. Um, I guess that, if nothing else, that's I mean, a... we're just outside, and we had we had discussed this off mic at Old Fantastic Geek headquarters here. 
you know, do we uh, preview season four now or do we wait a little bit? Now that we're recording and you're listening to this, they have revealed the uh, season four credit sequence with, you know, the two or three new slides, you know, like the uh, the the new phaser last year or the the com badge or whatever. Um, and I can uh, sense announced an episode title. There are listeners in the future, as we record this, there are listeners in the future pulling over to go find that on YouTube. You are telling a fib, right? I, I know that oftentimes when we record a thing and say, well, we don't have any news, but we held off. And then the next day info comes. But It is uh, the surest way to make news happen. Which for us to podcast. Weirdly. I'm not, please understand, I'm not being pretentious that we make news happen. No, it. we record something and then something happens right after it. Uh, which reminds me to, you know, to go from one space show to another, uh, we were going to record Boba Fett on Halloween. And I think that got, <laughs> that was just like, ah, it's Halloween so on and so forth. Wait till the next day. Boom. The next day is the trailer and the poster and the whatever else, you know? So it's, it's weird. It's a weird, it, it's a weird place to be, but, um, All right, nothing I'll else lean fully into it. We make it happen. Yeah, well, there you go. And look, worst comes to worst, if we're back in a day or two to talk about the season four final trailer or the season four credit sequence or whatever, um, we'll obviously do it. I, I think that the lack of info in part is because now now Star Trek is in the same um, the same kind of uh, PR and press and and I don't know advertising place as a lot of the disney stuff is in terms of of course you're not going to reveal an episode title this past week because you want people focused on the normal weekly episodes of prodigy right such as they are i don't i don't i don't think my prodigy viewing experience for the first three episodes has not been the same as any other three episodes of discovery um or you know to, to put the three of prodigy up against any three of discovery is what i'm trying to say but um yeah it just makes sense to hold off until there's that more of that immediacy but uh, pete will take them as they come listen uh we're watching prodigy that we're with it after three episodes i think tells you of its its quality and you know worth as something bearing the star trek name it's not geared for us uh directly but you know what we can still watch it and enjoy it. I think the visuals have been great. I thought the the third episode was its best yet. Continue to watch it. And now our cup's going to run it over the first time since last century when Discovery comes in a little over, uh, you know, a week's time, 12 days here on the calendar that we will have two Star Trek shows running concurrently since 1999 uh that's great that's awesome keep the old train moving forward and on the topic of (laughs) multiple things happening per week so though star trek discovery will be uh premiering on thursdays we will continue what we did last season which is to podcast them on star trek sundays that in part because there's going to be hawkeye slash boba fett uh on disney plus on wednesdays so the wednesday to saturday and thursday to sunday um slot Uh, pete i feel like there's i'm sure there are listeners that wish 
whether it's the Disney stuff or the Star Trek stuff, I'm sure there are listeners that wish that we were doing the turnaround sooner. I feel like I feel like we have hit into a really great uh, cycle here where you can watch it, you can enjoy it, you can digest it. And then when, when it's time for us to podcast, not only are we able to be pulling from people's comments that they've had the time to put together, um, but also, I don't know, there's just been that opportunity to go, ooh, did you notice that there was a hidden Cardassian signal there or, or symbol there? No, I didn't. Let me go back and look. Okay. How, you know, you, you can kind of mull things over and let them let them um, be more fully explored with a little bit of that time there. So again, the show premiering on Thursdays and us podcasting Sunday, uh, usually Sunday mornings. So Pete, Mm -hmm. when does that mean people should get their comments to us by? I would say no later than the end of your Saturday. If you want to be super sure you're going to give us an opportunity to see it, to get it in. I mean, listen, we've done both with, uh, discovery we had podcast um at least that first season uh right after the show and then heard from people oh I, I i didn't watch it right away i wanted to get this in and then there would be a, a backload of uh a backlog of of comments um so i think this kind of hits a a stride in between uh, it doesn't wait too long. At the same time, it's not right away. It gives everybody an opportunity. And as always, Pete, this uh, upcoming season made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. And Pete, I know we have a whole spiel. I just want to say something that I have increasingly joked about with you off mic. The Patreon support uh, lets us not have these moments like I hear in other podcasts where you go, you know, oh man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen to Tilly next week. But now let me tell you about grown-up cereal. Do you remember having cereal when you were a kid? Well, you can't have that now because you would (laughs) flip, put on all this weight with the sugar and stuff. So now have new grown-up cereal by, and you know, or Pete, I've heard other ones. I won't even do a faux version, but let's say there, there are some, um, uh, some podcasts that are supported by a company that, makes tools for male grooming and such. And Pete, we don't need to talk about basketballs and tennis balls and so forth. We don't need to talk about bullions and Picards. We can just be <laughs> us because we're supported by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. And instead of not even feigning enthusiasm for these products, the general uh, enthusiasm to be 100% listener supported uh, by people who all over the world uh, place an individual value on our content takes just a dollar to get you behind that door where you're going to find all sorts of other things to listen to, to participate in. So get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek with the PH all one word today. Pete, how can people keep the conversation going about Star Trek discovery? How can they be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,118 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. 
Well, for those listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, okay, in the next week or so, there's plenty of good stuff. Because we're going to be doing, next weekend, some kind of Disney Plus Day roundup. We don't know exactly what's going to happen on Disney Plus Day. Uh, we're expecting lots of Star Wars and Marvel goodies, uh, first footages, whatever it might be. Uh, we also will be uh, podcasting Shang-Chi as it will be hitting Disney Plus on the 12th. So we'll be podcasting that on the 14th. Uh, if you're here just for the Star Trek content, no problem. We will be back here in a couple weeks' time, that first Sunday uh, after Disco starts. So uh, November 21st, talk about episode 401, Pete, the great untitled episode. Unless, of course, there's lots of discovery news between now and then, and then we'll turn that around pretty fast. So with that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Let's get ready to fly.